Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Back to Basic. I am your hostess with the mostess. I just had a picture of cupcakes in my head when I said that. Hostess cupcakes? Okay, so Noah is joining me for the intro to this episode. He has not been on Back to Basic in quite a while. Except for the time when I did an episode with my brother and you were in the background yelling things and being disruptive. And Christopher. And Christopher. So all the times that I've told you not to say things, you have been here. Yes. However, this time the mic is toward my general direction. So hopefully you want to kill me less if there's any. Well, I've asked you to talk. Well, yes, that's so, true. Yeah. Uh, also, this is just an intro, so you can't really fuck it up that much if it's just, you know, an intro. Should we try? <laughs> no. Okay, so the reason I asked Noah uh, to come on the intro is we're mixing it up this week. And also, uh, because I just watched the New York Times documentary Framing Britney Spears. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. Obviously, this is a podcast called Back to Basic, where we have to touch on Britney Spears at some point in this podcast. It is all about the hashtag free Britney movement and everything, basically from the start of her career to now. It was crazy. I watched it twice. I will probably watch it a third time because Noah has not seen it. And I want to do a deeper dive into it because Britney and Free Britney and all of this stuff deserves more time than I'm going to give it right now. But because it's been fresh on my mind, I just wanted to touch on it a little bit in the intro. Noah does not know about Free Britney, which is why I wanted him to come on the intro because I thought it would be an interesting perspective. I just wanted to give my two cents about it and wanted Noah to give his, I guess, not knowledgeable. Yeah, his one cent and his uh, blind reaction, I guess. Right? Blind reaction? Okay. So, very quickly, Free Britney is the movement that has been started about Britney Spears' conservatorship. So, we all know that Britney Spears had a very rough, probably like few years back in the early 2000s. Everyone knows the famous meme, if Britney got through 2007, you can get through this day. We all know the situation. It's part of our pop culture history at this point. So Britney goes on a conservatorship temporarily. Her father is in charge of her person and her money, her estate. This was 2008. It's 2021. She's still on a conservatorship. Yet between that time, she has released multiple albums, done multiple tours, a very popular Vegas residency, which I did not get to see because it was so hard to get. That's how popular it was when I went to Vegas. She has been, she did a guest starring role in How I Met Your Mother. Remember that when she played the girl who was like obsessed with Ted? Yeah. Okay, so she did that. This is all within that the time. I've seen, yes. Okay, so this is all within the time that she was deemed mentally unfit. Okay. That being said, it's 12 years later and she is still in this conservatorship. My two cents on this is that it does not make sense. She is a 39-year-old woman. She is totally capable of being the entity that is Britney Spears and making music and, you know, music videos and she has fragrances and she's worked consistently throughout this time. Why is she still deemed mentally unfit to take care of herself and to be in charge of her own money if she was able to do all of those things. I think there's something going on and I am 100% here for hashtag free Britney. I don't want to get into more details because like I said, we're going to do a deeper dive at some point, uh, maybe with people who are more Britney aficionados than Noah is. But Noah, Mm -hmm. after hearing what I just said, what is your one cent Noah view? It's not going to be overly interesting, I think. My my views, honestly, I, I don't really give a shit. Okay, you're not supposed to say you that, know? but we're talking about it on my podcast. No, but but I don't insinuates mean... Insinuates that you have to give a shit. No, 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 but I'm not talking about it from that regard, right? Like, I'm talking about it in the sense of, like, I don't care whether or not 
she is in control of her money or not. It's not a matter of the right. Like there's premise. Like there's plenty of and you right. I get one cent on this, this topic. You get two. Yeah. But I could get two cents on athletes blowing their money very frequently also and they don't have similar types of if you will restrictions for an athlete and same with britney spears right i mean she got all the fame and attention at what 17 18 which is the same time you know some of these athletes are are, uh, maybe even a couple years down the road some of these athletes are so i you know it's 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 interesting because like so you know tim hortons which is like the canadian dunkin donuts and things like that like there is which ironically don't they talk about that in how i met your mother because it's Canadian. Yeah, but my my point was that, like, for example, I know, like, there's I'm now. Just a, saying I'm bringing it full circle. Yes, okay, ahead. you're doing a great job at that. Thank but like, you. there's a hockey player now who's working at Tim Hortons. There is a former NBA player who was working as a barista at Starbucks. So, you know, it, it's an interesting question. It, but in, you're in talking principle, more about the money. Yeah, because isn't that really more more so what her, it's about? No, it's also her person. She's not allowed mean? to make decisions for herself at all. They decide so like, basically when she eats, who she sees, what she does. I mean, I heard a story as recently as a few months ago that she went to an In-N-Out burger drive through with her boyfriend right. and got penalized for it because they did not authorize the outing. So you, like stuff like that could be, like that's weird. That's what I'm saying. Okay, then that's but yes, weird. Yes, and I also think- I thought this was more just financial. No, it's not financial. It is financial, because like, but it's not. Like a lot of people- We're, Okay, I don't want to get into all of this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all I'm saying is just like a lot of people have their own ability to make their own mistakes with their money. Correct. So I don't see where that would be. But what you're talking about is way is more- Is a whole okay, thing, So yes. yeah, then I could totally see how that would be So you're nuts. for hashtag free Britney is what you're saying. And if you're not, I just want to make sure that this is on a recording because then we'll have yeah. to have a serious conversation about our relationship. Are it's, you for it's, free Britney? It sounds like I'm on that train. Okay. I'd have Great. to look more into this and well, see the okay. documentary so I could get back to you. Yes. It's, you know. Lucky for us, I'm going to make Noah watch the documentary and we're going to do a deeper dive. Maybe not with Noah, maybe with, you know, someone who's actually a Britney Spears fan and who knows a lot about Britney, but we're going to do a deeper dive because I think that this deserves it. And I love pop culture and that's how this all started. So I want to talk a little bit more about pop culture in the future so stay tuned for more of that but thank you noah for your one cent do you have any other cents that you want to add maybe like a nickel or a dime no just looking forward to seeing it and looking forward to getting back to basic also part of the reason why i wanted to talk about free britney and touch on it a little bit is because britney has been through a lot of shit in her life and that is an understatement yes she is famous and rich and all those great things that people aspire to but she has been knocked down quite a bit bringing it back to what i just said you know if britney can get through 2007 you can get through this day and in this interview that you are about to hear we touch a lot on uh, competing with yourself and getting knocked down and getting back up and moving forward it's a really fun conversation um it is with madeline grimaldi or maddie uh, you may know her as maddie on air she is a morning show co-host on the radio she has been in radio for a long time she is inching her way into tv now which we talk about a lot and also she is a kickboxer she actually competes like she punches people in the face and they punch her in the face which could not be more badass. And I aspire to do that. I used to kickbox a little bit. And uh, definitely with all of this COVID and craziness, I would love to take out some stress on a punching bag as well. She tells us what it's like to be fighting in the ring. And we talk about her journey, her career, and just the stuff that she works through and that she's trying to figure out. It is awesome. So that being said, I hope that you are excited. I hope that you are ready to get back to basic with Maddie.
Maddie, thank you so much for joining me on Back to Basic. How are you doing? Feeling basic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, I love that. I will take that. I Do it again. I love it. Feeling basic. I feed mm, off of it. It's like, good. you know, yeah, I love I'm, it. I'm stepping into my own. I'm stepping into that basic realm right now. It feels really good. Feels good to I be here. I appreciate that. I'm so yes. excited. Uh, we've never met in person. This is actually our first time virtually meeting. Yeah. Thank God for technology. So weird. I Seriously. know. Seriously, I, I love, I follow all your stuff and you're, you know, you're really fun to watch. So I'm really oh. excited for your podcast. Thank you. I follow you as well. I, we have like mutual industry friends. Yes. Um, so that's kind of how we like got introduced to each other. And I've been following you ever since and all your amazing career moves and your boxing, oh, which we will talk thanks. about because yes. it's so cool. <laughs> um, but I don't want to do all the talking here. I want you to talk. Yeah. So tell everyone who you are, Maddie. Okay, so I'm Maddie Grimaldi. I grew up in Rhode Island, still here, born and bred. Uh, worked in country radio for about five years and made the move over to pop music at Fun 107 in Fairhaven, Mass. Shout out to Fun 107. Ooh, ooh. Um, and I actually just started in May. So, I mean, like, who gets a job during COVID? Um, so that's, you know, I'm super blessed and super uh, thankful to be at Fun 107. Um, and when I'm not on the radio, I'm on television for a lifestyle show called Studio 10 on NBC 10, which is great. And when I'm not doing that, I'm usually getting punched and kicked in the face because I love kickboxing. You go beat up people and I'm just like, yes, Maddie, this is oh so cool. Um, I, I want to talk about your career, but let's just jump yeah. into that for a second. How did you get started into it? What is it like for you? Because you like fight yeah. people, right? Like it, you yeah, like I actually compete. You know, it was funny because I was dragged honestly, to this gym. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And at the time I was 21. So I was like, I have way better things to do than go to this gym. Okay. Like way better things. But my friend was like, I'm serious. Like it's going to help you mentally. It's going to help you physically. Like just come and it's free for the month of February. And I was like, all right, well you said it's free. So I go, I take one class and I totally drank the Kool-Aid. Like I was like, I am hooked. This is amazing. I'm going to go all the time. And I did. I just like dove head first into it. Six months later, I found myself in the ring actually competing, which I never really thought I was going to do. But I ended up, you know, being decent to the point where my coach was like, you want to fight? And I was like, all right, let's do this. Uh, so 10 fights later, I have a belt. It's just something that I did for myself. And I'm just so happy to have that, you know? Yeah. So is it, is it MMA? Like, what is the distinction? So MMA is actually mixed martial arts. So it's basically when you watch UFC, that's MMA. Okay. Um, I do kickboxing. So okay. it's punching, kicking, nothing on the ground, um, but still very, very fun. Yeah. Um, and my fiance is a professional kickboxer as well. So it's just, it's really nice to have that unique relationship with with each other yeah that's so fun what a cool shared experience and something that you wouldn't get like with anyone else well to be fair i did meet him at the gym okay and that when, makes sense like when he walked in i was like damn like <laughs> let me get your number but like anyway i may or may not have had a boyfriend at the time um but you know listen we've been happen. there i knew i was gonna marry him when i saw him and Aww. it is what it is you know how good is it for your stress it has completely 
changed my outlook on life. It has like totally seeped into everything I do in life from my work, from my relationships, you know, from when I'm competing because our school is lucky enough to be so tight knit. And we do have a sensei. His name is Sensei Andrew Cornell. And he's basically my life coach on top of being a kickboxing coach. So I've been able to get through some really crappy times through kickboxing. And of course, like hitting shit is awesome. It is awesome. It feels amazing. Also that feeling of accomplishment and that feeling of doing something out of the box or getting out of the box. It feels so good. And how cool that you compete too. Cause Mm. like, I I just, I can't even like imagine that adrenaline that you must feel. Oh God. The adrenaline's intense. Like it's basically like when you're on a roller coaster and you have that like feeling in your chest of you're about to go over the hill, you're about to go over the hill yep, and you never quite get over the hill. You're just dealing with that chest pain for a while and then you get to the ring and you go down the hill and you're like, Oh my God. And all the while it's scary, but it's fun. It's a feeling that once you have felt it, you will chase it for the rest of your life. You could look at it as like, oh, that kind of sucks because like now you're going to chase it for the rest of your life. But in all honesty, I really think it has helped me keep moving forward and keep putting myself in awkward, tough, weird situations, you know? Because I feel like I literally go into the mindset of like, okay, I've been punched in the face before. I can go on this interview. (laughs) That is true. So you've been punched in the face? A couple times, yeah. Does that freak you out? I uh, I feel like I'd freak out. At the time, and this is the benefit of adrenaline. Okay. (laughs) When adrenaline is pumping, you don't feel anything. But afterwards, two days afterwards, that's when you're like, oh my God, this absolutely sucked. It's the price you pay, you know? But I mean, it kind of teaches you in a way to like, you get punched, you get knocked down, you get back up. 100%. Yeah. I think that's so great. I mean, I always say, which is like, obviously like very, very low level compared to getting punched in the face, but I compare it to like, Radio, like if you fuck up on air, keep going. You have to keep like moving forward. Absolutely. And figuring it out. And I feel like that's probably very similar, except like obviously like you're getting punched in the face. So it's a little different (laughs) than like skipping a Shawn Mendes song, but like kind of the same. Yeah, kind of the same. They're both really dramatic. So yeah, exactly. Oh my God, dead air, dramatic. You know what? Think about this, right? If you were a comedian, okay, and you're up there, you're doing your damn thing. And you say a joke and nobody laughs. Yes, exactly. That's okay. a really good metaphor. That's dead air. Yes. <laughs> to, to, a, to an on-air person, yes. that is dead air. <laughs> it's like a heart attack. Yeah, it's, it's a, true. It's a different kind of adrenaline, I would it's say. It's a different kind of adrenaline. Yes, yes, it totally is. It really is. Well, look at that segue. I'm going to bring it back okay, to your career. Bring it back. you've been in radio. How long have you been in radio and like broadcasting? Um, So I started in the radio industry 2015. I got an internship out of college, which was great. Started in promotions. And then I basically got a tour of the studio and I was like, oh, I want to do this. I definitely want to do this. It kind of just started from there. And luckily I had a great boss, great mentor who let me just go into the studio at random hours and go into old logs and practice over old logs. And he would just give me advice, give me critiques. And then the afternoon guy who is now their program director was wonderful to the point where, you know, there, you know, there's those people, right? Where they're so blunt that it like, it hurts 
but you know it's good. You know it's good for you. Yeah. He was that person. He was so great to the point where he would be like, nope, do that again. Nope, you sa- that sounds bad. Nope, do it again. Or like whatever. So thankfully I had a great start in 2015. And then, you know, I, I did nights. I've done weekends. I did middays morning show. And now I'm on the morning show at Fun 107. And it's, it's been a blast. It really has. The best, the best advice I got when I first started it was be the yes person. When you are asked to do something, even if you're, even if, even if it's not required of you, do it because the people that put in the work are going to get to where they want to go faster. Like, I don't care. Like even people that say like, oh, I never want to work a day in my life because I want to find a great job. Like I get it. It's a great saying, it's, yeah. but that's all it is. Like, yeah. You have to work really hard to get the job that you want. Yeah. And you just got to put that work in. Be the yes person. Yeah, I love that. I, I definitely agree with that. I think especially in radio because it is, it's a big industry, but it's a small industry. There's not mm-hmm. many slots. There's not, especially now with whatever's happening in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it's like if someone gives you even the tiniest opportunity, it's like yeah. you jump at it because you never exactly know. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, yeah. I was voice tracked at night and that's where I started was voice tracking. A person left and I jumped on that. Then a person left, I jumped on that, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, you're so right. Like, it, like the tiniest crack will open in the door and I'm like, bam, like yeah. knocking over that door. <laughs> yes, but you have to, especially as a woman in the industry, I'm curious how you feel. Like, do you feel that pressure? I know you work with yeah. men. Like, how do you feel? Um, that's interesting. I've actually never really uh, taken the time to think about it because I guess it's the situation that I was in anyway, where I started in radio and when I started there, I really didn't have a desire to move forward at the beginning. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then, you know, I grew to love it and I grew very fond of it. And so I just, when I completely submerged myself into it, I was just focused on my journey. Like I wasn't really worried about, oh, this person's not going to like me or, oh, I need to like not do that or not be friends with this person or not like listen to that guy or whatever. I just went, you know, I've been able to keep my journey to me, myself and I, and just focus on moving forward. Um, I guess the biggest thing that I've, you know, you have to deal with is honestly, sometimes the guests or sometimes you run into those people that kind of degrade you because you're a female and or they think that they can speak to you in a certain way or because you're a girl I'm going to flirt with you and it's just very off-putting yep and I've learned which sucks but I've learned how to deal with that and when you're an on-air person and you have an artist a guest whatever flirting with you you can't help but be like okay well i'm at my job i don't want to ruin this like i'm just gonna go with it and that is the worst scenario like that is the worst situation that a person could be in i've just been thankful enough where i've been able to shut it down or i've had bosses where i was open enough to be like yo you need to come through tell this dude to shut up like you know so yeah you know, thankfully, competition in my world has really just been with me. I'm my biggest competition for sure. I love that. I love that. I think that's so important. And I think uh, something that a lot of us can learn from because mm. you really should compete with yourself and not compete with others and focus on yourself. Because like you said, the work will like, like you put the work in, it will come through. You just need to yeah. keep grinding. And it yeah. sounds like that's exactly what you did to like get to where you are, which, and it sounds like you keep on grinding too. Cause now you're also doing TV. 
Yeah. So I got a really cool opportunity to do a lifestyle show called Studio 10. Um, I'm one of their correspondents, so I do segments here and there. But it's been such a blast because that's what I, you know, envisioned myself doing as a young kid. So a 12-year-old me is like, yes, girl, get it. Yeah. Like she's like, she's like really proud of you. Um, so it feels good to do this stuff. And it's basically just a show it's it's the fun stuff. It's what's going on in Southern New England, products, events, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's been a really wild experience. And since I'm so new into that field, I do find myself comparing myself to other people. And it's it's so hard not to, you it's know, very like hard, yeah. I can sit here and be like, it's me, myself, and I, and I don't care what anybody thinks, but like, yes, you do, honey. You care. Mm -hmm. And this year has made it so much harder to stay. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so cool that you jumped from radio and now you're towing and TV. Which do you like a little bit more? Like, cause radio is like not visual. Like, you know, we kind of do our own thing and like, I'll show up in the studio sometimes looking like insane. And I'm like, it's (laughs) fine. Like no one can see what I look like. I, they have to listen to my voice. I can't even tell you. Yeah. You have to be like, you know, yeah, um, I can't even tell you how many times I've gone to the radio station and like somebody at the station is like, you look sick. Are you okay? That's <laughs> the worst. But which one do I like better? It's hard to say because they both have their pros and cons, you know? Yeah. And since I, I started in radio, I never, so this is funny. Since I started in radio, I never worried about what my face was doing yep. or what my hands were doing. As long as I stayed away from the microphone, I could do whatever I wanted with my hands and do whatever I wanted with my face. And when I started watching myself on film, I was like, oh, your Italian is showing. Now. Oh my gosh. Put your yes. hands down, put your hands down. Um, you know, like open your eyes a little more, smile, like resting bitch face on it on a television screen is amplified 20 times. Like oh, you sure, say yeah. you like you gain 10 pounds. Well, you gain 10 fathoms of whatever of resting bitch face when yeah. you do that on, on gain film. like 15 levels of mean girl. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So just that in itself like makes it harder and I'll always love radio because that's like, you know, my baby. Yeah, that's where of I course. started. Phil, like television has really thrown me some curveballs that I've been enjoying because yeah. it's just another thing that I'm learning, another thing I'm trying to get really good at. And I go from yoga pants and a sweatshirt from the morning show yep. to business casual with contoured makeup. And it's cool. It's fun. Like it's a different challenge for you. It's tiring for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have to be on 24 seven, like radio, you have to be on, you have to be ready to go. You have to be excited. Yep. Um, and then television is the exact same thing. So I find myself being totally wiped out by the end of the day. Um, and luckily my fiance understands, um, he does a lot of talking for his job. He's a physical therapist. Okay. So he does a lot of talking. So there's been, there have been so many times where we've gotten home and we'll just sit there. I'll, oh. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you in like 20 minutes. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's how, you know, you found the one because you I have know. that comfortable silence. Yes. You don't really have that with a lot of people. Like you have right. that like uncomfortable, like, should I say something? Like, are, what are they thinking? Oh my God. Yes. But if you can just be quiet and no one has to say anything. 
It's wonderful. That's bliss. That is or bliss. Or you can get to that level of where you're sitting next to each other, but you're still texting each other memes. You're still doing it. Oh, yeah. Or like DMing each other. Like, look yes. at this post. Like, yes. I can just show you, but I'm going right. to just DM you. Um, like, do you watch yourself? I mean, like, are you someone who also just like listens to yourself? Like, how do you do that? Because I, I honestly so I, myself. Oh, I am. So it's such a weird relationship. I spent a lot of time being scared and just downright like anxious and nervous to watch my segments or listen to my shows or whatever. Like I was just like, it's done. I don't want to listen to it. Ah, like it's so terrifying. Um, And I used to do the same thing with fighting. I would never go back and watch fights, but my sensei Andrew really, you know, talked about how that's the only way you can really move on and grow is if you acknowledge the present or acknowledge the past. Like you really have to acknowledge it and look at it. And instead of somebody else being like, Oh, you should have done this. You can watch it and you can say it for yourself. You know, I I went in and it was like, it was so pathetic. I literally went into one of my like films, like to watch it on, on my computer. And I was like, talking to myself. I was like, all right, Maddie, you're going to watch this and you're going to be nice to yourself. Pump yourself up. Like, this is going to be great. You probably did amazing. Let's watch it. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to put yourself under that microscope. It's super, super hard, but I think it's really important to do that if you want to get better. Definitely. Are you someone who like judges yourself very hard? Are you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I am mm-hmm. so mean to myself. Like, oh my God. Like if I, like if one of my girlfriends were to come over and be like, yo, this girl is talking this, this, and this about me. And I would be like, where's her, where's her address? Let's go get her. That's so rude. But like, I talk about myself in such a rude way. Like I, it's so hard not to. I do it too. I do it it's too. so hard not to. And I, and honestly, that has been one of my goals moving forward is being a little nicer to myself. And I think a lot of us right now need that. That's what so. it is. It's really about not only being kind to others, but being kind to yourself. Yep. I, I'm the same way. I literally like, there's like that Demi Lovato song. Um, mm-hmm. it's called I love me where she's basically yes. like, like, I beat myself up. I'm like the worst critic to myself, but everyone else I'm like, you fucking go girl. Yes. And she's like, when can I do it to myself? And I have people, I'm, I'm sure you do too, if you, if you do this, but I have people that will be like, stop it. Like, can't you see like what you're doing? Can't you see what you've done? And I'm like, no, yes. I can't. Like, I can't. Like, I, I am so critical. Um, and I think that that's really hard. And I think what makes it very like, or harder social media and Ugh, like all the pressure we put on ourselves within like the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that? Especially like, you know, you are a public figure. You are right. a morning host like morning right. show the host. pressure the pressure is heavy I'm not yeah. gonna lie and I have said it time and time again that if I wasn't in the field that I am in I don't know if I'd be on social media mm. or if I was it wouldn't be to the extent that I'm on it right now I agree because I feel this pressure of oh I need to post on Instagram I haven't posted today or oh I haven't used my Twitter in a long time have I posted on Facebook lately And it's just like, you constantly have to give and give and give and give to strangers. And that's why, you know, self-love and self-confidence, especially in the industry we're in, is so important. It's so important because 
you're just constantly giving yourself away in hopes that people will resonate with it. Social media, man. I know. I talk about it a lot on my podcast because it's such a big part of our worlds. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously Instagram, a good Instagram is a little basic, so we have to talk about it. But Uh, I totally agree. Like I always, like my boyfriend will be like, why, why do you need to post? And I'm like, because I just, I have to stay like re- relevant. not relevant, but yeah, you know, like if I wasn't on the radio and if I wasn't tr- continually trying to grow and like do big things and do bigger mm-hmm. things, whatever, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it because I have friends who don't do it. Like friends who are doing arguably more amazing jobs than me, like working at, you know, hospitals and doing all these amazing right, things. Right. And they don't really post that much. They post like right. if they go to a party or like if it's someone's wedding and like, I'm like posting you know, my Starbucks because I'm like, I have to show people that I'm doing things. It's so weird. I mean, if I don't post it, it doesn't exist. I know. It's like a tree falls in a forest and it's not around. Like no one's around to hear it (laughs) It kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like if a girl goes to Starbucks and doesn't post it on her story, did she really have coffee today? Or (laughs) I don't really know. It's so bizarre. I mean, there have been so many times where I'm like, oh, I haven't posted in a few days. Why don't I just post the fact that I haven't posted in a few days, like, hey, I'm back. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh my it's God. So dumb. But you know what I really am like fascinated by, and I hate to love it, but love to hate it? What? TikTok. Oh. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, like, it's I, entertaining. It's, oh, I can't help it. I really I can't know. help it. Like, I will be on it for Hours. so long yeah. to the point where that little um, TikTok promo ad comes up where it's like stop you've been scrolling for too long and I'm like oh my god I've never hit that before that's a thing oh my god I've hit it <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing no oh, don't be embarrassed because there will be times where literally like I'm just oh, ha, 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 like scrolling through videos and yeah I've said this recently I've started to realize this and I don't know if you feel the same way I believe that TikTok is one of the least stressful social media platform I don't get stressed on TikTok like I don't mm-hmm. Like I scroll and I laugh and I scroll and I'm like, that's cool. And I scroll like, and it's just, it's like very It's a quick. lot of creative people. Yeah. It's a lot of different types of people. I feel like you're, yeah, like you're right. Like a Facebook, little bit. Yeah. Facebook is like, I feel like Facebook now is just like, here's what I controversially think about. And then like yep. <laughs> Instagram is like, oh my God, I live the perfect life. And then TikTok is like a hodgepodge of just like, this is the real me. I want you to laugh. And like, it's just so great. My niece, you know, she's Gen Z and she's always like, you have to start posting TikToks. We have to, we have to find a thing for you so you can promote this and you can do this. And I'm like, okay, why don't you come up with a plan and then just tell me what I have to do. And just like, tell me what to do. Like, (laughs) just tell me what to do. There was a point where we were the head honchos, girl. Like, what happened? I know. Don't get me started. Like, now it's like, I don't know know what half these things are. Oh, we were making MySpace pages and trying to get oh the best God. wallpaper. Throwback to MySpace. MySpace yes. was also like fun. The only stressful part of MySpace was who was going to be in your top eight. Exactly. That's where the stress started, yo. Yes, it really That's did. Where the stress started. But we also learned how to like use HTML and design our own web pages and do like, all these we crazy were things. Straight up code generators. I know. We were programmers. 
We're computer programmers. Yes. Like the little glitter dolls on your mind face or doing little surveys and like, you know, kids will never know. And it makes me kind of sad that they are just like glued. I know we're glued to our phones. I mean, everyone is, but that the younger generation just like doesn't know how to exist without it. I think about it a lot because it does bother me how often I'm on my phone. I really worry for that generation and just feeling feeling lonely and feeling alone yes. and like constantly looking for validation in likes and comments and views. Yeah. And that's what social so, media is. It's like the validation. Like it's why we post things like you're mm-hmm. posting it. So people see it, you're posting it. So people like it. And yeah. I mean, as adults, like it's hard to get out of that mindset. So imagine being like 13 at the most impressionable age you can be and you don't get all the likes on your like selfie. Yeah. Like it just again, it reminds me of like, oh my god, Billy didn't put me in his top eight. Like he yes. doesn't like me. <laughs> Literally. Oh my god, used to get in fights. Like be yeah. like, so I'm like number two and I have you as number one. Yeah. So yeah. do we need to have a conversation? We have an we issue. Might. Yeah. We have a top eight issue. Like Tom is always like Tom is gonna be my number one now. I wonder what happened to Tom. <gasps> Poor Tom. Poor Tom. He like Maybe started it. Do you think he's living his best life or do you think he's bankrupt and like living on the streets? Ooh, I might have to fact check this after, but I'm going to yeah. say that if I was Tom, I would be like low key unhappy because I'm seeing all these like social media <laughs> things popping up and I'm like, oh, I started it. But yeah. that like he's probably doing it from like his mansion. Like I have this terrible feeling that he didn't invest in his money. <laughs> Oh, God, Tom, even we know. Come on, you have to invest. You have to invest. Damn it, Tom. Watch your stocks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you, as an adult, total side note, total like opposite, but are you like financially savvy like that? Because like being in older 20s is a fucking wild ride because you have to know about like 401ks and retirement plans and then there's like student loans and there's all these other crazy things and no one teaches you that when you're I am not going to lie to you. I have no clue what I'm doing. I, I'm that person that still has to call dad to be like, I need you. Like, no shame. I just started at Fun 107 in May. And, you know, you have to sign up for all the insurances and the 401ks. And I was like, all right, dad, I'll be over in like 20 minutes with all my paperwork. Let's get going. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It and is, yeah. as, as I get older, I do try to get a little better at it. But when it Same. comes to stocks, forget about it. Forget uh-huh. about it. I have no idea what it means. Oh, it scares me. My boyfriend's very into it too. And he'll be like, I'm down this much today. And I'm like, that's not good. And he's like, but it's fine. It's just the market. I'm like, no, I don't like that. Like I I lost 10 cents at the casino one time and I thought I was like my life was over like I was like oh, I yeah. can't do this oh yeah I'm like not, the penny slots yeah, yeah I too. am not a gambler I am not oh it gives me so much anxiety to be like I'm gonna just throw my money away like if you want to do it and you want to win money like I'm fine with that but just you know don't force me to do it right right like um don't, don't involve me in your shenanigans okay yeah Thanks. do whatever you're gonna do and then if you like hit it big then we can like go to hawaii <laughs> Give but me a call. <laughs> yeah exactly call call me later um but i think that that's so important to note too like you have a great job like you're doing well in your career you're doing all these things but hey there's still some parts that i don't know and at the end yeah. of the day i think all of us a very common denominator in all of like my interviews and podcasts and stuff is we're all just trying to figure it out. Like you don't, you never figure it out. You just always try. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 27, I'll be 20 in June. And I'm always saying to myself, am I an adult? Like, yep. when, like when did I become the adult in the room? Yeah. And it's just, it really hit me this year more than most. And I'm, I think it's just like you said earlier, like we've been doing a lot of self-reflection and it's just, it's hard to deal with sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. Maybe that's why we like TikTok because we're like, oh, we're adults, <laughs> but like, let's just keep scrolling, like watching these cat videos. But it's so true. And like, I love me some cat videos. Um, but I think there was no written plan. And I think we were the generation too that decided there was no written plan. You know, mm-hmm. our parents and their parents, there was kind of this written plan for them yep. on how to live life and how to succeed in life. And we kind of came up and we were like, uh, no, that's not what we're going to do. And it's a beautiful thing, but it also created some hard times because we're like, okay, I have nobody to model after. And sure, I have people that I look up to in the industry, but you can go on Google for days and there is nothing that says how to become Kelly Ripa. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing on there. I've looked, I've tried honeys. There's nothing there. So you just got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, okay, Maddie. So before we go, I just want to know, are you a little basic? Do you have any basic pop culture loves? Do you have oh, anything that you just like, you don't care if everybody makes fun of it, you love it. Yeah, I mean, we all have a basic bitch in us. We do. And if somebody says they don't, they're lying. I agree. Um, I would have to say Starbucks is one of my biggest vices. Same. Um, Literally anything on the menu, give it to me. I will eat or drink all of it. And I still watch like Mean Girls. I love Mean Girls. Oh, who doesn't love Mean Girls? Yeah, I'll still watch that when that's on. Yeah. Like what are like some shows or music? Like what do you gravitate towards in your downtime? I know you don't have a lot of downtime, but what is like (laughs) something that you like love? You know what I mean? That you just get lost in. I mean, I don't know if this is basic, but I love like murdery shows. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I Listen, I will call that basic because I can watch like a huge thing about Ted Bundy yeah. And just be like so into it and just like everyone like, leave me alone. So invested yes. to the point where like, I'm like, oh my God, do I want to kill someone? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I always say I want to be in a Lifetime movie, but I just yes. don't know which end I want to be on. You right. know what I mean? Like, where am I going to be? But I'm just going to be there and like- I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be in the room. Exactly. Um, um, Maddie, what's next for you? Where, where are we going to see oh, you next? What's man. the goal? Like, what is a goal of yours? The goal, the goal constantly changes, which, you know, that's kind of tough. But um, it's normal. It, it, is, it should change as you change, oh, right? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It should. I, um, I'm with you. My goal changes like 50 times a day, if I'm being honest. Sometimes it's I love it. eat healthy and then there's hot Cheetos and I'm like, oh, my goal today is just not to eat the whole bag. Yeah. I so. constantly am on the verge of like, you deserve it, girl. Then pull your shit together, girl. And, yep. Um, but what's next? Let's see. Um. Definitely trying to be on television a lot more. So make sure you check out Studio 10 on NBC 10. Weekdays, 1230, holla at your girl. Um, So that's been really fun. And hopefully one day you will see me on a big network like ESPN or even um, the morning, the Today Show, something like that. Are you like a sports person? Like, are you like... I would love... 
I do like sports, but I would love to do commentating for MMA. So like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So like UFC. So like Megan O'Leary is like the big one for UFC. Like, girl, like let me get your job. Like literally. Ideally, in a perfect world, you'll see me doing that one day. Put it in the universe. Yeah, but in the meantime, catch me on Fun 107. (laughs) I love it. Oh my god, you got to put that shit in the universe that we will see you there. We'll see you in the ring. Um, Maddie, I hope that you'll come back so we can shoot the shit some more. This was so much fun. This was super fun. I can't wait to do it again. Just next time we should, you know, have a glass of wine or something. Oh, hundred percent. Maybe one day. Yeah. Super basic. And maybe one day we can like meet in person. Like we'll have a little, like we'll meet in between and do something. We can get maybe a bunch of our radio peeps together and do something on the New England side of things. Yes, we have to. (laughs) Maddie, tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can find you, all the good stuff. Plug it in. At Maddie on air. So two D's I E on air. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can look me up on TikTok, but there's not much there. Um, so at Maddie on air, let's be friends. I love it. Maddie, again, thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally got to chat. Like you're awesome. I love you. I love you too. Thanks. And you're, you're, you're the queen of the basics. So it's an honor to meet you. Oh my God. Thanks. <laughs> I should put that on my resume. Let's see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Please do. I should. All right, everybody. That was my interview with Maddie Grimaldi. I hope that maybe you're motivated to go get in the boxing ring or a metaphorical boxing ring. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all the good things. Follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. Follow the podcast at Back to Basic Podcast. Let me know who you want me to get back to basic with and let me know what pop culture stuff you basically want me to talk about. We will see you next week because on Wednesdays, we podcast.